Now, the title is so simple. Just think about this. Christmas is about Jesus. Is that simple? Christmas is about Jesus. I know you may say, like, who doesn't know that? Really? Really, do you? You think you know, but you're actually, are you, let me ask you some questions. Are you actually focusing on him alone during this Christmas? <laughs> are you actually focusing on him alone in everything you do in your life? You are? So Christmas is about Jesus, so we need to learn about that. Again, I, I really do the same thing, Brother Francis. When it comes to Christmas season, I go to the Christmas story. I want to look at it, I read it in Matthew, I read it in Luke. I go back there so that I may have a fresh understanding. If the time of uh, what you call Easter, you know, the gentle language of Easter, I still do the same thing. I go read about his crucifixion because I need the fresh word inside of me. You, you understand that the best meal of Christmas last year, I will not feed you this Christmas 20, 2019. So you need a fresh one every time there is a, a season. In Matthew chapter 2, Matthew 2, verse 1 to 18, I want us to read several scriptures there. <clears throat> um, look at this then. Now, let me go to my to mind there. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, listen to what they said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Mark that word, born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Again, here is the word again that he used. We've come to do what? To worship him. When Herod the king had this year's trouble and all Jerusalem with him, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. In other words, think about this. They knew he was going to be born. They knew it was written. The scribes and the chief. Herod knew that. But instead of him wanting to go worship the, the, the king of the Jews, as the, 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 the wise men called him, called him he wanted to destroy him. Can you imagine of that? He knew. Because it was read, written already concerning his birth. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod only had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. Time, under, underline that word, is what time the star appeared. That is the Greek word chronos. In other words, what time the star appeared. He wanted to know when did the star appear. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And it's true what Brother Francis said. I, really, I used to think this. You know, growing up with traditional thinking concerning Christmas. And it seemed to me like, and to many others I know, that when uh, the shepherds uh, went in, they worshipped. And soon, as soon as they, as they had left, there came the wise men. And mostly, you know, traditionally, we thought of them being three. Okay, you understand that? You see, those are traditions. The things that we can, the, the Bible says about the traditions of men have made the, the word of God of no effect. But actually, we see that he inquired of the time the star appeared. And this time, they're not calling him a baby. They're calling him a young child. When the shepherds went in, they found a baby in a manger. But now, here the wise men are coming to a young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Of course, you know he was lying. And in verse 9, when they had the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over 
where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, look at this, it wasn't in a manger. You see the, the, the difference there? They came into the house. They saw the young child with Mary his father, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, fragrances, and ma. Now, let's go step by step into this. So when they saw the child and worshipped him. Listen to this, uh, church. Seeing and hearing in the supernatural by the Holy Spirit makes you ahead of others. Remember, they saw the child, the young child, and worshipped him. Come on, when was the last time you went to, uh, to the hospital or wherever a child is born and uh, recently had uh, Veronica and uh, Tony's baby? Did any one of you visit the hospital and you bow down and worship the child? Huh? Because to the, the, the baby, to, to all of us, what you saw was a baby. But listen, the wise men saw beyond the baby. That's what I want you to see. And that's why it's coming up with a statement saying, seeing and hearing in the supernatural, but the Holy Spirit makes you ahead of others. Listen, here is a child, uh, here is child they find, but they did not see just a child. They saw who they called the king of the Jews. They didn't see just a child. They saw who they called, they called the king of the Jews. They saw a king when others were seeing just a child. Now that's supernatural. When others were seeing just a child, then they were seeing who? A, a, a king. This was supernatural and came about by seeking. This is exactly what, what brought in the difference is this. Seeking. They were seeking. Listen, if you want to hear, if you want to see, then you have to do what? To seek. I'll, I'll explain some things regarding that. Seeking the will of God makes you stand out, people. When you seek the will of God, it makes you stand out. You see and hear what others cannot see. Not because it's hidden from them, but they have not developed a seeking heart. If there's anything that we have to develop, actually, even as you come to 2020, is a seeking heart. That, that I'm telling you, you, you have to decide, it's like, I am going to see beyond the natural. I have to develop that. You have to develop that, to see beyond the natural. While, while these other ones are seeing a child, a young child, but them, they are seeing a king. You are able to perceive destiny. You are able to perceive the end of things. Listen, you may be, you may be right now in a, such a trouble, you know, just attacks of the enemy. But look at this. If you start perceiving not just what you are seeing, but what God says concerning your life, it makes a whole difference. Here it is in reality of believers. Let me talk about believers. The, the world belongs to the devil. Let me talk about believers. Believers in Christ, we all of us go through challenges. Every single one of us. But the difference between believers is this. One will see beyond the challenge. One sets his eyes on that challenge and stays right there and they are depressed and they can cry and they can doubt God and they can say, God, if you are with me, why is this happening? While the other one is in the same challenge, facing the same, the same challenge, but has developed faith in his or her heart. They can say, they can release words of faith, devil, I know this is your attack, God is a good God. He doesn't bring any such of these attacks. And I'm telling you, devil, when all is said and done, God is with me. He is Emmanuel. He dwells in me. 
Whatever the challenge, I'm going to stand strong and I'll make sure I'll give out a testimony. You are a defeated foe and I'm going to stay strong to the end. Now that's a different mentality. That's like saying one is seeing a child, the other one is seeing the king of the Jews. One is seeing destruction, the other one is seeing destiny. That's amazing, church. I'm telling you, that, that makes you and I stand out. That makes you and I unmovable in situations. Every one of us have challenges. So, that's still about Christmas. Obviously, these wise men were trained students of the stars. They just didn't wake up one morning and then they said, oh, we see a star. They actually were trained students of the stars. Now, look at this. That again brings in the aspect of seeking. Seeking. If there's anything that you and I have to, to train ourselves in is to be trained in the kingdom of God, how it functions. It's not just about, you know, being born again, I praise the Lord, and then the following day I have a title pastor or an apostle. You've, you've, you've seen that. I mean, the person is born again, and three days later or a few months later, you meet to them and say, I praise the Lord, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm apostle now. I say, oh, what, what, what? You've not been trained yet. I mean, it's January next year. There are some children that you are taking to Standard One or Kindergarten. Can you imagine them and say, Hallelujah, I'm ready for KCP. <laughs> you, you understand that? It takes development. And that's why many times as believers, we become so discouraged because we are not ready to be developed. We keep developing. How do you develop our, our strength? In the Lord, we develop through the word of God. We develop through being trained in the word of God. The church is not just a gathering. It's for us. We gather here. We train you. We speak the word of God. We don't speak to you traditions. We bring the word of God to you so that you may train you in the way that you should walk. So these are students of the stars. They observed an unexplained phenomenon in the heavens, which somehow, and I do believe this, with, with God's help, interpreted by them as a sign of the birth of the king of the Jews. There was an expectation, there was a seeking. <laughs> now, did you know that was, the stars were in everywhere? Someone who could have been attentive enough could see. You've ever, you've ever gone to a place and you saw a good painting, and then you're asking, you brought someone say, my goodness, are you able to see something there? I say, yeah, it's a painting. Is that all that you can see? Yeah, it was painted. Uh, that's all what you can see. I say, yes, it is. It's a painting, but it's good, yeah? That's all they can see. But a person who's been trained in that can be able, the, can be able to see the depth, can, be able, can interpret that. That's how you and I are supposed to get into the word of God that we see beyond the scriptures. It's a seeking heart. It's a seeking heart that we have to develop. <laughs> they bowed and worshipped. Listen to this. They actually bowed and worshipped the son of God. They focused on Jesus alone. And you'll see this, this in the scriptures. In Isaiah chapter 9, again, we've read this. I think Tina must have come to my notes last night when I was asleep uh, to check out what I was preaching about. No. But Isaiah 9, 6 to 7, it says, just, just think about this, church. And, and I'm telling you, if you're not careful, we can read and read and read even the scriptures and just don't get much. It just say like, that's a painting. What is that? It's a painting. What, what do you think the, all the pastors in the, in the world are preaching this time? Oh, I know what they are preaching. I don't have to go to church. It's about the birth of Christ. You see, that's a person who says, just a painting. In other words, they're not seeking anything more. They've come to a place they seek no, not at all. Look at this. For unto us a child is born. 
Think in these lines of the, the, the wise men. And to us, a son is given. Not only a child. The child is born, we see physically, this is a child which is born. But look at this. It's beyond that. This is the son of God. A child is born, but a son is given. In other words, it's, no, it's not just like any child born is the son that has been given by God himself. Amen. That's exactly what Isaiah would say. For unto us a child is born, to us is a child born, but unto us also the son of God has been given to us. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with the judgment and justice from that time forward, ever, forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The wise man's, the wise man's focus was on him alone. That's exactly what they were doing. And you'll see that. We'll go further into the scripture and see that. Listen, church. If you want to truly experience Christmas, you must focus on Jesus alone. Amen. During this season. Because if you want to live a fulfilled life in a, everything you do, you must focus on Jesus alone on a daily basis. We, we come to such a time of the year and we remove our focus from him and we focus on any other, every other thing except him and that's where disappointment comes in. Many people get disappointed during Christmas. Why they are focusing on the wrong things. Again, like what Brother Francis said, there's nowhere written in the Bible that we are eating Christmas. I think that's, that's not Africa, that's Kenyan. Christmas, I mean, that, that, that's really okay. He didn't say that. He didn't say that during Christmas you have to go now to Ushago. Is it going to Ushago? Okay, yes, it is. But look at this. If you, don't, you can't go, then if your focus is traveling, then if you don't travel because of something that has happened, and mostly many times finances can happen or something that you didn't expect has happened, then you get frustrated. As if Christmas was... In your shago, and it wasn't in your home here. Wrong expectations actually is what caused us to be disappointed. I expected them to do for me such and such during this Christmas, like I did for them last year. Who said that? That's a wrong focus. Again, I mean, you, you, most of you have attended Victor Faith. One more story. I remember in 2,000 years, I mean 2,000 years, in the year 2000, <laughs> not 2,000 years ago, in the year 2000, I just had nothing even to eat over Christmas. But I'm thankful to God because he gave me something to do. I took my spirit-filled Bible and he started speaking to me. One of the first things that he spoke to me that clearly was how I was going to serve in this ministry. I was already attending Victor Faith Church, but he spoke to me during that time. I was going to be Pastor Wade's assistant. That was amazing. That's the first thing that he started, I started the first time I started hearing that. That's the first time I started hearing in my, my heart that I was going to get married to Tina. That was an amazing thing. Why? Because I was focusing on the word of God. I had so many things I could have been focusing on. I mean, you can I could have focused on my own house shoes. I could have focused on my small room in Dandora. I could have focused on uh, no food, everything else, everything negative, negative, negative. But I thought, I'm going to focus on the word of God. And God, listen, listen to this. God wants to speak to you during this Christmas season. While others saw the child, so that you may, you may be, so to speak, you may be, instead of looking at your situation right now, you may be seeing destiny. But that has to be a seeking attitude, as I've already said. That has to be a seeking, seeking heart. That has to be that you're focusing on him alone, the son of God. 
You focus, you, you can ask me, how do I do that? I mean, where, where do I go? Which part of the country do I go and focus on the Son of God? No, you go to the Word of God. First, John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You focus on God's Word. And the more you focus, whatever you do, you start focusing on God's Word, you realize there's a change, there's a shift inside of you. Listen, you start seeing beyond what natural men cannot see. This is, can you imagine of this? This is how we, we grew up thinking about Christmas, especially me. From a very young age, probably, what, nine years, I knew of Christmas time, you know, people would be going around. I grew up in a village. We'll be going around, going around on 24th night singing. And mostly the ones who sang in my home area, at least, probably half of those who sang, or even sometime it came maybe to three quarters, were drunkards. They were going door to door at night, just singing. Oh, come, let us. That's the way they did. I remember, (laughs) I remember my, you know, there's some guys who are not even educated. They didn't know what it was. You know, you say, happy Christmas day. So they will sing, and they will finish with happy Christmas day. And then others will just, happy Christmas day. Happy Christmas day. You know, they are thinking about, do you, do you see the difference there? The other one are saying, happy Christmas day. Then they are thinking about them, say, happy Christmas day. Because after they had sung, the honor, it was done at night. You can, exp- you can think of how many things are going on at night. That's kind of an atmosphere. After they had sung, the owner of the, the, the house will open the door and give them an offering. Anyone who grew up in a rugged village like that? At least my, he gave them an offering. Can you imagine the one who, and, and I'm telling you, I had this. I saw that. I said, is that all that you can give to us? <laughs> now, that's tradition. That's, can I tell you what that is? That's devilish. And I tell you the truth, that's how rugged, demonic thinking area that I was raised up. Not all of us were that way. At least I, I, I was exposed to that. And around 26, uh, around 20, before 31st, the same quote-unquote offering, part of it will be taken to a certain church, part of it. The rest of it was for disco. It was a party in the afternoon, disco. And you can imagine of all the kind of things that are happening. Those are traditions of men making the word of God of no effect. You can tell me is that how far you came from? Yes. But God, who's rich in mercy. Did anyone grow up in such a place where you None of you. Oh, my goodness. You are in heaven. Okay. <laughs> and I'm older than every one of you, so, <laughs> so I know things have changed over there. It's no longer that way in my, in my home area now. But, but listen to this then. Our focus. How do you focus on him? We focus on his word. He's a word. Again, I've said many people get disappointed during this season. Be like this because they focus on the wrong things. You shouldn't do that. They leave out who is supposed to be the center of their focus if they know him at all. They leave him out in everything. They have unreasonable expectations and miss out the true meaning of Christmas. Without Jesus, church, there is no Christmas. Without Jesus, there is no Christmas. So you think about, think about him this way. Without him, there is no party. All that we do without him is idolatry. That's the truth. Everything that is done during the season with, without focusing on him is idolatry. It's a dollar. And the, the world and its functioning and its kingdom controlled by the devil, they have taken it even further in idolatry to market their own things. It's not about Jesus, it's about them. Would you think about this if so, someone really so generous 
instead of marketing their, their own things, they need to think of how can we give more to people? We do it as unto the Lord. We want to give more to people. Instead of how can we take, for how much can we take from people? That's like the person who say, Wapi Christmas Day. They're thinking about themselves. Without Jesus, there's no Christmas. Uh, look at this in, as, as you go back to Matthew chapter 2, uh, when he said they opened their treasures and presented gifts to him. Look at verse, verse 9. I want, you to, I want you to pay attention to something here from the scriptures. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Look at verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and did what? worshipped him. So Mary was there. Right? You see that. But look at this. They worshipped him. Their, their focus was him, the child. Again, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about this. Did, did you ever go to a hospital or a child is born and you started bowing down and worshipping? In fact, the, the main focus that time, you, you see the baby, but you are talking so much to the mother. Oh, congratulations. How was it? Oh, congratulations. I knew we were going to make it. But here they come, the three, the, not the three wise men, the wise men. <laughs> they saw the young child with Mary and fell down and worshipped him. And look at this. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to who? To him. They didn't present gift. They presented to him uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is true worship and giving focused on the Lord. This is true worship. Think about this church. I want you to, to think about it. Here's a child about uh, two years. At max, he was two years. I, I can show you from the scriptures and validate that. At most, he was, uh, he was two years old. Now think about this. They come in and they are focusing on the child. And they give gifts to the child. But look at this. Does a two-year-old know what to do with gold, frankincense, and ma? No. So if you think of it this way, then who received the gifts? Huh? Mary received the gifts. But look at this. But the focus was him. I want you to see something. You can, you can think that way about your giving, church. You can think about even your giving in the local church. And I'm going to show you some scriptures. Listen, your focus is the Lord. In other words, I can do something to Deacon Duncan, but actually my focus is the Lord. I'm focusing on him. I'm focusing on the Lord my God. I'm focusing, I'm seeing beyond the natural. Let's go to Luke chapter Chapter, then we'll come back to just what I've said. Let's go to Luke. Let's look at Luke. I all the time get gets intrigued looking at the scripture in Luke chapter 2, looking at such people like the wise men and looking at uh, Simeon and Anna, the prophetess. In Luke chapter 2, verse 25, same thinking, the seeking heart that always is able to see. Look at verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting. What does that mean? You're waiting, so you're seeking. All right? You just don't wait. I'm, I'm, you, you, you just don't sit down. I'm waiting. No? You're waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed, mark that word, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death 
before he had seen the Lord's Christ. I told, I told the Lord the other day, uh, I think, I don't know, a few days, few days ago, but in the morning and I started smiling. When I'm traveling to go anywhere, I like preparing. I do way before preparations. I, mostly I have my list of what I'm going to carry. And when you're traveling with Tina, actually, my luggage can be three times bigger than hers. Can you imagine? That's exactly what happened. Because I don't like to travel and go over there and think like, I wish I'd carried such and such. I carried. You understand that? That's the way I do. And, and, and many times I, I'll come back with things that I carried. I never opened them. I said, why did you carry this one? I carried just in case I need it. Now, that's different thinking. I'm telling you the truth. Pastor Carl has come out and serious. So where is uh, Pastor Davis's luggage? All this. And Tina's a little bit. Now, I know that's different from many. Any man who does that? Any man who's such anointed like me? <laughs> Brother Steve, come on. Does that. He's the only one. Those are anointed men. <laughs> I really do that, just in case. I don't want to go over there and say, oh, man, I wish I'd carried my shoes, those kind of shoes. I could have used them to walk around, carry them, not wish. <laughs> so then I was telling the Lord, this is my point over here. I like, again, writing my list way before, and I keep writing, and when I think of it, I write it down. When I think of it, I write, so I have my list. So now I'm packing, actually I'm looking at my list, and say, oh, yeah, this one. Just in case, this one too. I just do that. Now, I was telling the Lord, when I'm traveling, I like preparing. So Lord, when I'm coming home, I want you to tell me so that I may be prepared. When I'm leaving this earth, I want you to tell me. And it's so scriptural. And when I'm leaving this earth, I will know. I will know way before I'm leaving. I'm going home. And it's not a time. So just to let you know that. <laughs> but I will know. I'll just know. And I'm telling you, I found it in the scriptures. I found it is so scriptural. And just like I enjoy traveling, when I'm traveling, I enjoy preparing myself. Lord, let me know when I'm coming. I smile and smile and smile. I thought, God, what are you thinking about what I'm asking? This is my request. And that's, that will happen exactly that. But this man, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that you not see death before he has seen the Lord's Christ. Isn't that good? So he came by the Spirit into the temple. He came by the Spirit. And, and, and that's what you see about the birth of Jesus Christ. People divinely led by the Holy Spirit. And the other one by the angels. You see, even the protection of the Son of God was divinely led. That's why, it, that's why I'm telling you something here. You must have developed a seeking heart that you can be led by the Holy Spirit in decisions that you make. That's what makes the whole difference. And it had been revealed to him, of course, so he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when, when the parents brought in the child, Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. Uh, I was reading somewhere, it says, remember all what needs to be done and all that. It seems like this boy was about 40 days old now. When Simeon was seeing him. That's one month what? Uh, and 10, 10 days, he was about 40 days old. And you can do reference and go to, according to the law of Moses, what they were supposed to do. So he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, can you imagine this? He came by the Spirit. He sees a child of about 40 days. He said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. All the others, many others there, they're seeing a child. Him you're seeing the salvation of mankind. Amen. I'm telling you, being led by the Holy Spirit Hearing and perceiving the will of God will help you, will make you go way beyond what others are thinking. And that's the will of God for each one of us. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. And he's saying something here 
for you and I, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles, while we knew before then salvation is of the oaths of the Jews, Jesus himself said this, and the glory of your people Israel. He's seeing beyond a baby or a child of about 40 days. He's seeing destiny. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simon blessed them and said to Mary's mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of men in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against him, and on and on and on. Look at verse 26. Now there was one, Anna. So you know this, why they put Anna now here? So that they may help you ladies. You don't think like this is a, a men's thing. You know, they are wise men, and now they are bringing in Simon. So they say, now let's help these ladies. Let's put in Anna. This is not about gender, gender issues. This is about God. So they brought you Anna. So ladies, you aren't left out. So he says, and now there was Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age. And I lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in the instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Spoke of this child. Church, that's supernatural. First Corinthians chapter 2 says this, for a natural man does not receive the things of God. So you refuse, as you come into the end of the year, spending this Christmas and, and come in 2020, you refuse to walk a natural life. You, you, you choose to walk a supernatural life. You say, God, I choose a supernatural life. Because you'll perceive the will of God. So they all, after... Verse 39, when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Praise be to God forever. So, remember I told you this, the true worship and giving uh, focused on the Lord like the wise men we looked at. And, and I was saying, let us say from the scripture that the child was not more than two years old. Of course, the scripture shows us. Uh, okay, uh, let, me, let me make a point here. I, I, again, I'd ask you, who received the gifts? We see, we see for sure Mary was there. They didn't tell us about Joseph, but for sure Mary was there. Who are the gifts for? They are for Jesus, Okay. This is where, again, many people miss an opportunity of honoring the Lord because they focus on wrong things or wrong people. They don't see, they don't perceive the Lord. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 31. Most likely this will help even during this Christmas. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 14. And I can release you early. Huh? then I can release you early. If you, are, if you are coming to church, then you can travel in the afternoon. That's what we are going to release you early. It seems like our services take long. Why are you getting so excited? <laughs> Been released early. <laughs> Look at this Matthew 25. It says this. Don't forget the context of it. They brought gifts. The child was about two years old. They gave, they worshipped him, the child. Okay? And they gave gifts to him. Okay? And that's what I say. They are, they are focused. Remember, Christmas is about Jesus. They are focusing on him. Okay, look at this. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all... The holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd 
divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I want you to see about your giving and your worship. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared to you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me in. You clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it, to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Okay? Now, now look at this. Now I want you to see something there about focus. That's why, again, as a believer in Christ of the new covenant, you must be spirit-led. Because being spirit-led means you'll hear the unction of the Holy Spirit in you to do things to particular people, and the Lord says this. Remember, that is his instruction. And the Lord says this. If you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Who are you focusing on? Jesus. Remember, in, in, uh, in Colossians chapter 2, I'm, I'm going to visit again, revisit that. In Colossians chapter 2, chapter 3, verse 23, it says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Now, when, when, when we focus on the Lord and we focus on the leading of the Holy Spirit inside of us, the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit has come, in, in, in John chapter 16, he will take all that belongs to me and he will show it to you. In fact, he says, all that belongs to the Father and he will show it to you or declare or disclose and then he says this, Jesus says this, all that, be, all that belongs to the Father is mine. Therefore, I told you, the Holy Spirit will take all that is mine and show it to you. But church, we cannot perceive if we have the wrong focus. We cannot know what to do if we have the wrong focus. But as long as we have focus, we are focusing on the Lord. This is what he will do. He'll give us instructions, just like Simeon, just like Anna, just like wise men, or just like the shepherds, you will be divinely led. And you do something that is just the Lord himself. And the Lord says this, you did it to me. Whatever you did it to brother so and so, you did it to me. Why is that so? You gave, you received my instruction. That makes the whole difference. I remember years ago uh, reading a certain book, I think that was 1999, that really changed my, my way of thinking. Uh, it says this, uh, the, the, the point here was that the, the meaning of the church is, is called out once, which is ecclesia. In other words, we have been called out of the system of the world, we have been called into the system of God, the kingdom of God, that you may know how to function as the people of the kingdom of God. We lived like the world, we were like the world, but you've been brought into the kingdom of God. Now listen to this. But now this is where the problem comes in mostly, to believers. They, they are the cold world or out ones, they don't know they have not trained themselves and developed in a way that they can hear God and follow him. So they can go an example. We say, let's do this project. And let's ask God to bring money. He doesn't work that way. That's why many people fail. 
Why? They start something and say, let's start this thing and let's, let's ask God to bless it. No, he doesn't. He will not. How does he operate in the kingdom? What the church is supposed to do is to listen to God, to hear for his instruction, and he tells us, get into this project. Then when we are doing it, we are doing it as unto the Lord. We are being led by him. This is what he says. If you can follow my vision, provision is available. That's where such a mistake happens there. Many people want to start something, say, now, now brothers, we've started this. We need to call God to come in and place his hand on his. He won't. I mean, to place his hand on what we are doing. He won't. Huh? I mean, you are not employed by Kenya Power Lighting and then you go claiming salary at the end of the month. You see what I'm saying? What are you going to receive from Kenya Power Lighting? A bill for you to pay. Because you, are, you don't have a covenant, so to speak, with them. But if you want to function victoriously, it's before you start anything, ask the Lord. Until you've heard him, don't start. When you hear him, go for it. Because uh, 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 provision is guaranteed. So being led by the Holy Spirit, focusing on him, the Lord Jesus, that's what it ends up to. You do whatever you do, you do it heartily and say to the Lord, you're being led by the Holy Spirit. This is what will happen. You, you may meet with people over Christmas and the Holy Spirit impresses you. Why don't you do this, this and this for brother so-and-so or for sister so-and-so? You go ahead and obey him. You see, your focus is the one who lives inside of you. It's not all this idolatry that is happening out here. It's the one who lives inside of you. And the more you hear him, the more you are contented, the more joyful you become. I'm telling you, you can have the best Christmas ever with your family members because you have the right focus. You may experience such reconciliation, such restoration among your family members because you are focusing on him, not on people. When you all gather during Christmas, you know your brothers and sisters have weaknesses and they know you have. So you see, here people who are gathering who have weaknesses, but look at this, you, you focus on him rather than be, you know, put off by what they said, you know, during Christmas and on and on and on and on. <laughs> I, was told, <laughs> I was told recently, you remember during last Christmas year, I had brothers, sons, your brother, you know, one of my sisters was telling me, brother, your brother said this and this, this is what you did. I said, oh, really? That's what is causing the problem. Uh, they, they, I wish they could have told me, this time I'll do something different. In other words, I come out of that strife. I'm not going to get into that strife. I will do this. You, you understand? Instead of now calling, I heard during the last Christmas you spoke about this. Now that's where people end up in problems all the time. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So you focus on him, you worship him, the true worship and give him focus on the Lord. Let me give you some of the scriptures about worshiping. Matthew chapter 8, 1 to 3. I think I'm coming to, we're winding up. Several scriptures here. Matthew 8, 1 to 3. And when, when he had come down, talking about Jesus from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I'm willing, be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. But what did they do? They came and worshipped him. But look at this. They are doing it after the fact they can see this is the Messiah. They can see this, this is a man who heals. But look at this. The wise men did it way before. They saw that with the eyes of faith of who really this child was. This was not just a child. This was a son of God. The others are manifesting. They're worshiping him later, but the wise men had already done that. They had perceived the will of God. This is my point here. Perceive the will of God way before. It will make you stand out. There are things that you'll never be entangled in. 
because, or entangled with, because you already saw the end results. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 18 to 19, while he spoke these things to them, a ruler came and worshipped him, focusing on him, saying, my daughter's just died, but, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. You see, people are coming now later, worshipping him, but they are men who had perceived the will of God way before. And they were following the leading of the Holy Spirit. I see you in the future. And you look much better than you do right now. And that's, this is not a cliche. This is the truth. That actually what God has in store for you is beyond your wildest imagination. I can say that for you in 2020. What the Lord has in store for you is beyond your wildest imagination. But, but you know what it will take? It will take perceiving. Seek him. Develop a seeking heart. Pursue the will of God in your life. You, you stand right there. You focus on the word of God. Go to the word of God even during this Christmas. <clears throat> I, I like it. Um, during this time, if mostly, mostly, I don't know about your home area, but mostly, maybe about your family, mostly when people gather for Christmas, they, they sleep late, they wake up late on night. Is that so? But you know what I do? I'll, I'll, I, I usually make up my mind, I'm going not to be sleeping too late. I don't want to form some patterns here. Oh, but it's just for a season. No, I know that's going to affect me in some way. So when people come like they are going to 11 o'clock, usually I wave my hand. That I'm going. I'm ready to go and sleep. But look at this. When they are still awake, uh, they're still asleep in the morning, I'm awake early in the morning to do what? To focus on him alone. I want to perceive his will. I want to start the day with him. I want when they wake up, they found, I'm, I'm ready for the day. Amen. So the earlier, the better. Well, now people are waking up and all that is. Almost everyone all around have woken up early. Now I'm, I'm, I've, I've read the word of God. I'm ready for the day and to minister to people. In whatever way, the Lord will have me minister to them. In Matthew 14, 33, then those who are in the boat came and worshipped. Remember when Jesus walked on, uh, on water, then those who are in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Simeon had seen that over 30 years before. You see that? The wise men had seen that probably 28 years before. They had perceived that. They perceived the will of God. They went for it because of a seeking heart. God wants you to know your future. I said, God wants you to know your future. God wants you to perceive what he has for you in, 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 in your future. We praise the Lord for what he has done. We worship him for who he is. We praise the Lord for what he has done. We worship him for who he is. He is God, therefore he's our focus. We praise him for what he has done, but we worship him for who he is. So look at this. Look at this. Uh, remember that, that uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter, chapter 9, verse 6. He says, for unto us a child is born, okay, and then a son is given. So do you know actually who these wise men are worshiping? The son of God. They're not worshiping a child. They're worshiping a son of God. That's identity. They saw the child. They recognized the son of God. That's identity. So knowing who we are in Christ is what changes everything in whatever we do, church. Listen, you may have flesh and blood like any other person, but if you understand about your identity, who you are in Christ, the devil know. They can tell who you are. 
They can tell when you go to a place, there is authority upon that woman. There's authority upon this, that, that man. They can tell that. But what you have to, to think in terms of this, listen, do you know what the devil fears? Your identity. Especially when you know who you are in Christ. We, we had a, this pastor past week, I think some few days, two days ago actually, went to meet with a uh, cardiologist and I, I was so impressed of what the, the, the cardiologist said. You know, there's something that said that he's a, a nurse, you know, checking out uh, the heart and all that and seeing how it's beating. Have you ever seen how your heart beats? How do you know you have a heart if you've never seen it, how it beats? <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and so that, and then she said, she said, Tina and I were observing, and then she said this. She said, you see the pattern over here? I said, yeah. This shows that your heart, the way it beats, beats and they rest very well. I don't know, those are the terminology, at least. I don't remember everything that she said, but she said this. This means you exercise. So because of that, this is the rhythm that you have, and this is very good heart. I say, yeah. <laughs> I give it to you, Lord. <laughs> that, so so I, I started thinking in these terms. Look at this. This is something the lady doesn't know me, the nurse didn't know me, but she could tell from looking at the heart. Okay? Now think about this then. What actually you do in secret for the Lord becomes so visible in the spirit realm and even in the natural. You, you, you decide then you're going to form a habit of living for the Lord. You'll go to places and people will say, you know, we've seen so many people, but there's something different about you. They will recognize there's a pattern that is not what we are used to. There's something different about you. That's what we need to be recognized or people acknowledge you during this Christmas. From last time we met with you, sister so-and-so, this time you're different. We can tell you're more kind. You can tell you're developed. Last time you are irritated all through. You had moods, different ones. We didn't know how to come around you, but this year you've really changed. Have you been in the world enough for people to recognize that? during this Christmas? Are you meeting with anyone during this Christmas? <laughs> That's what the word will do for you. That's what focusing on Jesus will do for you. It will change things in your life. Amen. Christmas is about Jesus. I encourage you during this Christmas, start the day with the word. Start the day with prayer. Start the day with fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Be among whatever you will be, among people. Just be led by the Holy Spirit all through. I remember some years ago, we went to the Tina. It wasn't during Christmas, but we went in Tina uh, to a certain hotel. And then she left me, I think, at a night. She was going out of the country, so I stayed one night before leaving uh, the place that we were in. So this guy came around me, uh, he was the swimming pool attendant. He asked me, uh, you know, I've observed you coming to this place several times. I said, oh, you have? Yeah. And you're different. Oh, how different am I? Uh, you are orderly. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Uh, mostly, you know, in the hotels, what they do, some hotels, that when you are given a card for for swimming pool, uh, for, for a towel, to go with it to the swimming pool. You know what I'm talking about. So they give you a card. So he tells me, he's, he's seen me that I was different, that every time I went, I was going to the swimming pool, I had to, I had, I had to adhere to instructions to give them the card with an, to, to, to exchange with a what? With a towel. And when I'm through swimming, I'll still go back there and return the towel and take back the card. I say, so what's different about that? Many people don't do that. Many people will come without the card and they will start demanding and making noise here. They want the towel and yet you've given instructions they're supposed to have a card. I said, oh, so that makes me different, look different? Yeah, I thought, that's good. And another thing, 
You know the, the way Samuakas talk. <laughs> Another thing, over the years here, I have realized you come back with your wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. What does that mean? No, many people you see here, many men, they don't come back with the same woman twice or thrice. <laughs> what does that mean? They change them. I thought, that makes me different. <laughs> when they were done, he's telling me, I, you remember how I told you that? When I was done then, when he was through talking, I told him, actually, I'm a born-again Christian and I just love the Lord. I said, that makes you be different. Anyway, I ended up leading him to the Lord and gave him some books. I usually carry some mini books to give to people. I ended up leading him to the Lord and give him books. But that makes me different. Married to the same woman for the rest of my life. I, I thought you men were going to say, yes, yeah, brother. Hey, amen, brother. Same holiday place with, with my wife. Hey, amen. No wonder, no wonder some people go to different places every year. You don't find them in the same place. Christmas is about Jesus. Don't forget that. Stay focused during this Christmas and you'll come back next week and New Year. You are strong. You've had such a wonderful time. God has spoken to you. Have a book that you can write down things for the Lord to speak into you and be ready for 2020. Will you please rise up on your feet? Did you receive something out of this? Yes. Hallelujah. You focus on him during this Christmas. Just lift up your hands and let's worship him. He's the reason for this season. He's worthy. Just lift up your hands everywhere. Just worship him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We praise you. Can I have some music at the background, please? Keyboard play. We thank you, Father. We worship you. Just worship him. Worship our Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to us. Thank you for sending the precious Savior, Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We want our lives to, our hearts to be focused on you, our Redeemer. There is no Christmas without you. We want during this Christmas to honor you. In every gathering that we'll be, we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to, to develop a seeking heart that we can seek your will, that we can perceive your will, that we can be led by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, our Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus. You said so shall be the word that goes out of your mouth shall not come to, to you void, but it shall accomplish that which you please and prosper in the thing of which you sent it. I ask you, Father, for the revelation, fresh revelation concerning Jesus, our Lord. During this Christmas season, that there may be such a revelation of Emmanuel, God with us. I'm asking you, Father, for the supernatural opening of the eyes of your people to see beyond the natural, to hear beyond the natural, to perceive beyond what natural men would perceive. I ask you, Father, that you may help them to stay focused on your son, focusing on his ability in them. And I, I speak the blood of our Redeemer upon the lives of your people. I bind blindness. I bind every kind of deafness. I bind 
every lie of the enemy. I bind, I take authority over traditions of men concerning Christmas. I break your power. And I release the true perception of heaven. I release the true hearing of heaven, the true seeing of heaven, that your people may be led by the Holy Spirit into the things that you have in store for them during this Christmas. Father, thank you. Thank you for every family represented here. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. I thank you again for their safety in and out of this town. I praise you and honor you, Father. In the name of Jesus, who is our Lord, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.